0: the apex church podcast thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today It is so good to be with you. I trust that you are having a wonderful week and I pray the blessing of God to rest upon you. I don't know if you're like me, but often I will hear something, I will read something, I'll have a conversation, and immediately it will prompt or remind me of a particular scripture or story in the Bible. story perhaps that is well known and I want to speak on one today. And recently, I was reading this passage from a book. I will read it to you. And immediately, a story from the Bible came to mind. We all arrive at moments in our life where we are torn between retreating to the safety of the known and the possibility of the unknown, between comfort and contribution, between security and service. We have a choice. Do we seek admiration and look good a risk status and do good. When I read that, I immediately thought of David and Goliath, the little guy fighting the, the big guy, the underdog who saw overwhelming victory, which inspires every single one of us. I guess this must be one of the best known stories in the Bible. People that know nothing about scripture can quote this particular passage. Can I read it to you and then just bring a few thoughts? David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You come down only to watch the battle. Now, what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? Well, I've been brought up with the King James Version and I actually prefer the way it phrases it here. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? I want to speak on the subject today. Is there not a cause? You see, cause is related to reason, motivation, and answering the question why we do what we do. The cause is your because. I do this because. Come on stand back just for a moment. Look at your life. Look, look at what is happening in your world. Look at the things that you're committed to. You do those things because, because what? Well, what is the ultimate cause? What is the ultimate reason? What is your ultimate motivation for doing what you do? A, a little boy was walking down the street and, and he saw a man down in a, in a ditch and, he, and he's digging and he asked an obvious question, he says, What are you doing, mister? And the man in the ditch says, I'm digging a ditch. He says, why are you doing that, mister? He says, I'm doing it because it's my job. Well, why is it your job? It's my job to get money. All right, why do you need money, mister? I need money to buy food. (laughs) Why do you need food? I need food for energy. Why do you need energy, mister? I need energy to dig the ditch. Sometimes we've got to step back and ask ourselves the question, why do I do what I'm doing? History has been inspired by great men with a cause. Think of Winston Churchill. Because he had a cause, he led our nation to victory. Martin Luther King, he had a cause. He was looking for equal rights for all men and women of of all color. He was prepared to die for his cause. It seems nowadays you can be famous for actually doing absolutely nothing. What do you do? I'm I'm an influencer. Uh, What what does that actually mean? I, I, I don't know. I know I belong to a different generation. But I love the fact that there are people who were attached to something that was bigger than themselves. And when we read the story of David, it inspires me and it should inspire you to run towards a cause. David ran to the battle. I mean, what is it? What makes a young teenager go and fight against a giant? What makes a Daniel end up in a den of lions? What makes three Hebrew men? end up in a fiery furnace? Why would disciples give up their boats and go and follow after Christ, leaving family and friends on things that they are familiar with? Why would Elisha in the Old Testament leave that yoke of oxen, family and farm? I'll tell you, there was a cause They did these things because, but ultimately they had a cause. And my great question this morning is this, is there not a cause? You see, I believe that as Christians, the church of 2023, we have a great danger of losing sight of the ultimate cause of Christ and the purpose that you and I still have here on earth. New opportunities, fresh footprints, we can engage every single one of us yes my friend we can engage in the cause of Christ. I know that David heard that how much he could win, uh, exempt from tax, hello, we'll take some of that, riches, end up marrying the king's daughter, but none of that was important to him. David was concerned about the embarrassment over the children of Israel, God's people, and of course, ultimately the name and the cause of God. You see, we learn from this story that for all of us, our motivation is to see God glorified in all things. When young David woke up that morning, he didn't realize how much his life was about to change. In response to a request from his father, Jesse, he was making his way to that battle with bread and cheese for his brothers. He wanted to see his brothers. He wanted to see how the battle was going. I imagine that as he's he's making his way there, what thoughts are going through his head, this young uh, shepherd boy. As he's making his way to the battle, he didn't didn't know what to expect. I don't even know if David had even been to a battle that was as large, seen so many people gathered. But in obedience, he's making his way and he's shocked by what he sees and what he hears. He arrives on the scene and there's a lot of noise and a lot of pretense, but very little action. Why? The children of Israel were paralyzed by fear because of the voice and the intimidation of the giant Goliath. The Bible says that every morning and every night for 40 days, he would present himself and he would shout, send out someone to fight against me. If he beats me, we will serve you. But if I beat him, listen, he wasn't say if, he was making a declaration, when I beat him, you are going to serve us. And all the children of Israel, they were paralyzed by fear. Saul, the one that you would have expected the king of Israel to go and fight, he did not stand up in those moments. And it seems that they were at this absolute impasse and at the mercy and intimidated by the voice of the giant. David comes and he looks around and surveys this scene. And then he goes from person to person, the Bible tells us, and he asks the question, what will be done for the man that goes and fights against this giant? And, And you can almost sense the frustration building up In this little boy's heart and spirit, when he hears the voice of this Philistine decrying and belittling God's people, the children of Israel. I know David didn't look like much. He maybe didn't look like the part, but there was something in his heart that was given by God alone. There was something that was upon him that came from heaven, which doesn't come from earth. It's the anointing of God. You see, you've got to remember that David was the one that had been anointed previously by the prophet Samuel. I don't even know if David fully realized what was about to explode in his life. But as he's making his way towards destiny and he hears the voice of the enemy, there's something in his spirit that begins to arise and explode and says, wait a minute, I may not look like much on the outside, but there is something motivating me on the inside. Is there not a cause? Surely, David's thinking, surely someone can do something. We serve the living God, the creator of heaven and earth. Christians, I want to say to you today, my friend, we serve the one who turned your mourning into dancing. The one who called you by name. I'm talking to people that perhaps were brought up in a Christian home, uh, have always known the cause of Christ. But I'm also talking to people that have been delivered from alcohol, have been set free from things that bound them and restricted them. I'm talking to people right now that have a horrendous backstory, but they're here today to declare the goodness and the glory of God. Every one of us have got to remember we are here as Christians to serve the cause of Christ. Everyone can do something. Not only are we redeemed, friend, we are recruited. I belong to Jesus. I serve a higher power. The Bible tells me in Hebrews 11 verse 7 that by faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. Why did Noah build that ark? Here his says, because to save his family. Noah, what are you doing? His friends would have said. I- I'm building a boat. Why are you building a boat? Because I've been told by God that there's going to be rain. What's rain? What are you talking about? You're a crazy man. Never seen before. Never happened before. But Noah, in spite of the mocking and the jeering, of the people around him, in spite of the fact that folks would have thought that he'd lost it, that there was something crazy about him, Noah was motivated by a greater cause. He desired to see his family saved. That's what got him out of bed in the morning. That's what got him with the hammer and the nails and the pitch or whatever it was in those days and started to form and build that boat what, what, why would you do that, Noah? Why would you do that? I'll tell you why he did it. For his family, is there not a cause? We have a number of lovely families in, in, in our local church here. Many, many beautiful. We are a family church. We would love to see you, by the way, 10.30 every Sunday morning. Love to see you here in person. And I was talking to a young couple recently and they just told me they've just purchased a, a, another house and, and beautiful, lovely, familiar with the house that they've just bought. And I was so inspired by what they said. They were, the, their children right now are, are very young. They said soon they're going to be teenagers and we want to have a house big enough that we can have all the fra- Christian friends round to the house and they can mix and grow older together. That inspired me. It wasn't about the beautiful house, and it is beautiful. It wasn't about the address, and it's a good address, by the way. What was their cause? They wanted to make sure that their kids grew up with good company and that there is a table that their friends can sit around and have fun together. I don't know about you, my friends, but I applaud that. I love that. That's why I always declare as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You, you see, everything we do here at Apex and, and God has blessed us. Uh, I've just come uh, uh, from a number of our different ministries. Downstairs, we have the incredible uh, Apex Kids that runs every Sunday. We have our youth ministry. We have our conversation cafe uh, for folks that English isn't their first language. Uh, I'm always there at our community cafe on a Wednesday. It's wonderful. You get a beautiful warm bowl of soup and, and great sandwich and, and more importantly, great fellowship. Lots of things happening in Apex Church. Why do we do it? Is it so people go, isn't that Apex wonderful? Is it just to be a warm space? or oh, we're happy to do that. But we want to glorify God in everything we do. Our motivation, our cause. Oh, I'll tell you why we do Community Cafe. Because we want to see people encounter God and see the kindness of Christians. We have a cause. We are motivated. And I love what Joshua says in Joshua 24. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Christian friend. When you survey your life, are you living your life because of a cause? Now let me say this to you. The moment you step out of the boat, the moment you step up like David, the moment you respond to that cause, people are going to question your motivation. Just about the time that you're ready to put it all on the line, do something for God, that's what happened to David. Eliab, his brother, his brother, the one that should be supporting him, cheering him, saying, come on, we can do this together. His flesh and blood were the very ones that began to mock him and question his motivation. By the way, Eliab, the one who, whose appearance deceived the prophet, the one who was frustrated and jealous is the one who cast aspersions and questioned the motivation of David. He started to mock him. With few, who have you left those few sheep? You can almost sense the cynicism in that statement. With whom have you left those few sheep? Wait a minute, here's what he was saying. You're just a a shepherd boy. You're just one of those boys. Hey, you're just out in the field. I've discovered this. Anytime you want to do something for God, people not only question your motivation, but often they bring up your past. Come on. How many of you have a past? (laughs) We've all got one. We've all got one. And I guess the truth of the matter is we could all say, yeah, you're absolutely right. But Eliab wanted to bring up his past, not to encourage, but to discourage. He wanted to remind David of where he came from. The reason that he wanted to remind David where he came from was to try and contain him there. Wait a minute, young boy. Don't get ideas above your station. You should be dwelling in fields. He didn't recognize the call of God that was on the life of David. And often I've discovered people don't see what God has put on you. He questioned his character. He says, I know the pride and insolence of your heart. Often people, when they question your motive, they'll read you wrong. They won't understand because they can't see what you see. David wanted to glorify God in all this situation. And David had a choice. Whose report was he going to believe? Was he going to listen to Eliab? Or was he going to listen to that still voice within him that says, David, you could do something. And I feel the inspiration of God right now. Perhaps you're here and you are inspired to do, to just step out of the norm, to to get going again, to be involved in something. It it may be serving a bowl of soup in a community cafe. It it may be to be part of a particular ministry in a particular church. Whatever it is, I I don't know. But but perhaps right now there are voices that are trying to hold you back and restrict you and, and question your motive and even question your character. But I want to encourage you, go for God. Is there not a cause. David, listen, he didn't respond to what Eliab said, because be careful what you allow people to put on you. The Bible says, above all else, I tell you, when the Bible says that, pay attention, above all else, guard your heart. And David in this moment was able to guard his heart. He refused to allow the words of Eliab to penetrate his spirit. Why? Because he was motivated by a cause. Listen, see your heart, watch over it, cultivate it, protect it. I tell you, is there not a cause? The other thing he said, or was said of David, but I believe it was by Saul, yeah, you're, you're but a youth. In other words, they put a limiting spirit on him. The moment that you sense a cause and you're motivated to do something, people will test your character, they'll test your motivation and they then will try to put a limiting spirit on you here's what they're saying david he's a man of war from his youth you are but a youth they effectively are saying david you have no chance but david's looking at that giant and saying, i'm maybe a young boy i maybe don't have the skill set i maybe don't have the ability But listen, I'm inspired by faith. You see, when others heard the giant, it evoked fear. When David heard the giant, it inspired faith. The verb evoke most commonly means to bring a feeling, memory, or picture into the mind. Oh, when they heard the voice of the giant, suddenly eh, they went back to to a day when perhaps they they felt restricted and limited and they thought that once again they were going to find themselves in that situation. For this young boy, he looks at this situation and says, come on, someone can do something. And then David perhaps begins to think in himself, maybe right now destiny is out working within me. Is there not A cause. You see, this story tells me something. That when you discover your cause, you're motivated to go beyond the ordinary. Friends, the cause of Christ is eternal. David ran towards the giant because the purpose of God was greater than the fear of men. When he ran towards that giant with his slingshot and and those stones, destiny was outworking in his life. He didn't realize when he headed that morning with bread and cheese that ultimately the purposes of God were being outworked because David responded to the cause. In John 12, 27, Jesus said these words, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I come to this hour. John 18, 37, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Friends, let me say as clearly as I can. The cause of Christ, the cause of Christ will take you from my will to thy will. It will take you from society nowadays where it's all about me to actually it's about Him. You see, the cause of Christ attacks the spirit of this age. It's about self-sacrifice. It's about willing to go the second mile. It's about willing to turn the other cheek. Why? Because it's understanding that you're living life in the light of eternity. My friend, I've discovered something about time. You can't store it, you can't stretch it, and you can't spend it. What are we doing with what God has given us? You see, yes, we're here on this earth, but we know that one day, That we will leave this earth. And Christians, the Bible says that we will give account to God for the things that we've said and the things that we have done. We must live our life in the light of eternity. Is there not a cause? There is no greater cause than the cause of Christ. And you're listening to my voice right now. And you're not a Christian. And you know that. You know that you're not living for the cause And a lot of the things that are happening in your world are because you haven't found the cause. But there is nothing greater than knowing that your life is committed to Jesus, that the eternal purposes are working in and through you, that yes, we're blessed here on earth, the Bible talks about abundant life now, but that we know that we have eternal life when we go to be with Him. My friend, is there not a cause? And I'm talking to you right now online. Why? Because I want to see myself on social media. No. Why? Because everyone's doing stuff online. No, the reason that we come into your home on your device is simply this. We're living our life for a greater cause. And I wonder, have you committed yourself to Him? Do you know that the eternal purposes of God are being outworked in your life? Have you stepped up? into what God has called you to do. If you're honest enough to say, Neil, I'm not a Christian, but in this moment, I would love to commit my life to Christ. I would love you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner, but you're my Savior. Would you come into my heart, forgive me of my sin, help me to find my true purpose, and live each day for the glory of God. I pray right now that you would be my Lord, my Savior, and my Master, in Jesus' name. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, why don't you get in the chat, just these simple words, I said yes, and someone will be in touch with you. Christian friend, I want to challenge you. Are you living your life with that sense of, is there not Because I know that I've got quite animated because I'm quite inspired myself to review my life and and look over my life and and ask myself the question, am am I playing it safe? Am I prepared to get out of that boat just like Peter? Am I I prepared to, to go from the place of security and safety to the place of purpose and vision and direction in spite of what people will say? in spite of my, motiva- my motives being challenged, in spite of feeling at times overwhelmed, that the cause of Christ propels me to go further than ever before. My name is Neil Cameron, and I want to inspire you and speak to you today. I pray that you can say, is there not a cause?